Hello and welcome to the Comic Book Page Podcast. My name is John Mayo. We had enough questions on the Monthly Comic Spotlight episode that I'm breaking them out into this episode, because it was going for, actually the recording went for about two hours, all said and done. Edited down, I think we've got about, I don't know, 40 minutes of Q&A here, so enjoy it, and again, engagement drives content. If you guys have questions, we love answering the questions and stuff, so please reach out to us either by Slack, form, or email, and get your questions in. So with that, let's get to this month's questions. By the way, we did have questions. I was just going to go there. I was going to say we got some questions. You want to dive I into stole, those? I stole your thunder. Sorry no, about it's that. Okay. It's a shared thunder. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. All right. From Comic Freak, first question. And he thinks we may have already answered him, but he's still wondering. Number one, with the amount of comics you order, how can you enjoy a single comic because you have so much more to read? I myself order a couple of comics each month, and I can't keep up with reading them all. For me, I mean, I'm getting way fewer comics than I used to get. As a matter of fact, this month I got, what, 53 comics? Yeah. You go just a couple of years back, maybe four or five at this point, I was getting that a week. Wow. So, getting a lot fewer. I can keep up with the reading. Not that I do. I will admit I read, well, really, all the Marvel stuff within the last week or so. And I'd read the DC and other books a little before that. But it's getting to where I'm letting them pile up at the beginning of the month. Just because I don't want to read ahead and get confused as to, wait, was that a February comic? And we're talking about January or something like that. But again, I've got a small enough set I can do that. But really, it comes down to, these days, fewer titles have me really itching for that next issue. It's like, man, I cannot wait. One, that if, if it were, you know, 20 years down the line and I was just discovering this title through a an online service and can read them all. There's not that many books I would just keep reading because I really want that next one for as long as I could. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, honestly, the last time I felt that excitement where I'm like, I can't wait till I get the next issue was Hox Pox, the mm. House of X and Powers X. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, it's all changing. This is so exciting. That's the last time I felt that rush. But that being said, I, I get confused routinely. I read ahead. I get stressed if I let my books pile up. I've told you that before. Yeah. But I shouldn't do that. That's a bad habit. I should just be able to read them whenever. But I do have a bad habit of reading ahead. But I feel like it's it's become harder and harder for me to read single monthly comics if they don't get me up to speed in a manner where it makes it easy to read. And so that makes me frustrated. And that's why I cut. That's why I forget where the story is. I'm getting lost and I cut books because of that. It's not necessarily that it's a bad story. It's that I'm reading it in a bad format based on how they're writing. I would argue it is a bad story. Yeah, I read a story, and for the life of me, I, I can't remember which one it was. And the way I read it, how it ended, at the end of the book, I was like, this is not a natural ending point. He's already written the entire story. This is how many pages he had. Yeah. And they, so they just chopped it off there. And, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad story, because maybe it's good, but it's not made. you're giving it to me in the wrong format then. Well, but that's one of the things that Kirkman did surprisingly well in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Is he would tell, I don't know, 20, 23 pages, whatever it was. And it felt like a natural pausing point or, or cliffhanger ending or what have you for that issue. 
But if you read it in trade, he didn't put chapter markers between the issue breaks, and it just it kept reading. Just boom, boom, boom. So he managed to have that balance of both sides. Yeah. And, and for a comic freak, I would say don't worry about keeping up. Read what you want to and read what you're enjoying. And if you have Marvel Unlimited, you can dip in and dip out. Or if you have DC Infinite, Infinite. Ultra. Yeah. Or Infinite or Infinite Ultra. You can dip in and dip out, and if some, and if you don't like what's coming out month to month, go read a back issue story, you know, and and enjoy yourself. I'm becoming more like that as as I get done with my monthly comics, I pick up stuff and I I finish my whole trade paperback pile. I've been reading manga. Next, I'm gonna start picking up those big omnibus and actually reading them. <laughs> Hopefully, enjoying them. I think there's a lot to be said for being a bit more of a goal oriented reader. What is your goal in reading a comic? And it could be, I just am entertained by this. That's perfectly sufficient. Yeah. Or I want to know what happens next with this character. Or I'm curious about this writer. Or I like this art style. Or whatever. But understand or try to figure out why you're reading what you're reading. And if you can't figure that out, and it's not giving you a a warm, fuzzy, happy feeling having read it, maybe stop reading. Yeah. Gravitate to the things that, that that work for you. Yeah, I think both you and I have come to a realization, call it a midlife crisis, whatever you will, but time is short. Time is short on this planet. Time is short in your life. We spend a lot of time working. We spend a lot of time doing a lot of things. And I'll tell you what, if there's a comic that just stinks, don't waste your time reading it. Watch a TV show that maybe you'll enjoy. Spend some time with your family. Go for a run. Yeah. Go to a movie. Do something else if that's not working for you. You don't have to do that thing. Even though I love comics, I, I, I become overly consumed at times. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to, I'm going to moderation, moderation, and do what I enjoy. Well, again, find what works for you and then lean into that. Exactly. Yes. All right. Next question. How do you keep track of all the stories? Do you reread the previous parts again if a new part's published? Most stories consist of several parts over several months. So how do you keep the stories straight? Well, this is where John and I are going to have an argument. No, I'm just kidding. I heard a podcast this week, which the guy is like the biggest DC fanboy. <laughs> and he's like, all right, DC, I'm getting to the age. It's been long enough. You got to do a recap at the beginning of your books like Marvel does. <laughs> because I'm getting to that point where it's very hard to keep the stories together, even month to month. And I don't go back and pull them out and reread them. And most writers do not get me caught up. I, I live by that recap because it jogs my memory. I'm like, Almost like when you're watching a TV show from week to week, previously on, okay, yeah, here's where we are. All right, cool. Let's go. I do not like the concept of the recap. I don't consider it a writing crutch. I think it's like a a writing motorized wheelchair. Yeah, I I need the wheelchair. I'm handicapped. But the reason (laughs) you need that is not because you're handicapped. It's because they're not telling the story in an accessible manner. That too. Yes, that both are true. I am, well, not both are true. I'm not handicapped, but the story is not engaging enough to keep me remembering and like on the cusp of my seat too few and too far between hawks pox i didn't need the recap but it kept me engaged and i was excited but if it's not engaging and exciting i easily forget it's out of my mind and i move on yeah but part of why the comics these days have these problems and they didn't decades back first off decades back they were telling stuff that was done within a single issue even if it was multiple parts within that issue yep and then second when it was referring to previous things from other comics they did it in a way of, oh, well, you remember how so-and-so died and we're trying to resurrect him? And I'm like, the characters ought to know that. But thank you for telling me the reader. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> or there's a footnote saying, and don't you remember that so-and-so died? And nobody does that now. Nobody does that. They, they think you've memorized all this stuff, and I haven't. 
I haven't, and and I'm at an age where it's even harder to pull up stuff. So I'm like, man, yeah, I, I feel your pain. Based on that question, I feel your pain, comic freak. I mean, to to succinctly answer the question of how I keep track of all the stories, poorly, very poorly, poorly, or I don't. <laughs> I read comics the same way I always have. I don't reread the previous issue. I I don't have the time for that. I don't have the interest for that. I don't have them handy for that. I did consider at one point when I had a little more space for my reading stuff. That if I could have gotten a setup like you see in a lot of, of comic stores where you've got the racks and you can put all the comics there, of having just a wall that had every title I was reading and just here's the last parts of the arc. So it would all be at hand. But then I quickly realized that'd be a pain to maintain. Yeah. Two, I'd be too lazy to actually get up, go get the other parts, reread them and all that kind of stuff. I was reading enough, I wouldn't have had the time to do all the reading for that. It just, it, Six Ways to Sunday didn't work. Yeah. I expect the storyteller to get me back up to speed in the story. And if they don't, they're going to lose me, and I'm probably going to be gone. And if it does well enough, I'll read it and trade one day. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just I'm often very disappointed how little they try to get me up to speed in the story, or how poorly they succeed. Yep, I'm there with you. Next question. Where do you keep the comics? Because comics take up a lot of room, uh, at least the amount I have. I'll let you take this one first. Where do you keep your comics? And because I know you've also, and I'm including your like omnibus in there because you got a ton of those literally. Yeah. My, my wife is not very happy with me at this point in our marriage. 23 years. By the way, today is our anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. And to my wife, if you're listening, which I know she is not, happy anniversary. Love you. But <laughs> she has voiced, why don't we get a storage unit and you get this stuff the hell out of here? <laughs> it, 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 okay. I'm in a three bedroom house, three bedroom, three bathroom house that's just the two of us. And one of the bedrooms is stacks of comic boxes and stacks of Omnibuy, and it, the room is quite full. <laughs> and she's not happy about that, and she has no intention of me filling up a second room. So I have to either find a storage unit or come to reality to grips with it that I'm going to have to sell off part or all or a big chunk of my collection, which I love the stuff, but I'm like, yeah, it does sit there and collect dust. And she's had enough of it. <laughs> That's a shame. She, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It hasn't come to that point, but like, I keep accumulating, and she keeps watching me every time I get a shipment. Walking by with the Omnibuy, I'm like, and she she I, she doesn't say anything. She just gives me a, a, a look. I'm like, all right. One day it's coming to a head. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. So, but right now it takes up a room, and that room is quite full. I could probably fit about ten thousand more comics. I don't plan on getting ten thousand more single issue comics, but who knows. And the Omnibuy, I'm quickly running out of space. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, comics take up a lot of room. Believe me, I I totally know that. I've got a a room in my house that was labeled, I think, Den or something on the floor plan. That's the main comic book storage room. (laughs) I I say the main one because that having been said, there's there's comics in other parts of the house and stuff. Uh, I got some up here in my home office and whatnot. I got, you know, bookcases and stuff filled with, with the trades, the hardcovers, and I don't really dive that deep, I think, that deep into them. I've got more than probably any sane individual, you know, who's not a comic reader would have. Yeah. Probably more than quite a few who are comic readers. You gotta have, you gotta budget the space for it, and it, it does take up a lot of By the way, as you said that, I shamefully looked over my shoulder. I'm in my computer room, my office, and I have 13 boxes of manga stacked behind me. <laughs> so, I'm already spilling over at the seams. <laughs> Ah. Where I'm sitting, I can see at least 19 short boxes. Well, actually, if I count the one I'm filling, at least 20. Yeah. And that's just in a spot that 
has some comics, but isn't a comic storage area per se. Yeah. I mean, by by default, it, it, it's got that many. It is. But you know what I mean. My, my wife's already told me. She's like, you got to get rid of this Japanese stuff. She's like, it's not collectible. It's not worth anything. So I'm like, ah, all right. I can't argue with you there. So yeah. All right. That's that's, that's going to be the first to go. <laughs> the reason I'm able to keep all these comics is I'm single. Yeah, that that helps. That helps. <laughs> so definitely helps. Next question from Comic Freak. How do you decide if you want to order a comic? Is it because of the art, the story, or the solicitation, or because it's part of a universe, or something else? You want to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I thought that was All a right. great question. We could probably that do is an a entire good episode on that. That's a roundtable episode. Yeah. For me, different ones for different reasons. Sometimes it's the premise. Sometimes it's the character. Sometimes Felicity just clicks with me, and it's like, hey, that looks interesting. Sometimes I'm right on that. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes it's out of inertia. I mean, that's much less of a thing for me these days. But for a while, it's why well, it's why I'm still getting Wonder Woman. Yeah. So definitely a great question. I'm kind of in the same boat as you, a, a lot of those things. What I've gotten better at recently is finding the writers and the companies that I can do away with. Like there's there's whole publishers that I've just like, mm, I'm, I'm not buying anything from them anymore. It's just not worth it to me. And I know that sounds horrible to say it's not worth it. And then there's also writers where I'm like, if I see the writer li- listed on a on a project, I automatically don't get it. Just like Steve Orlando, there's too many things I haven't liked by him that I I'm not going to take the effort and the time to find the one gem. So I'm like, eh, I'll just got to read any of his books. And that may be mean or sad or whatever, but I got time, I got space, and I, I got to do what's best for me. I, I think you know when I'm going through the the catalogs and stuff, there's a, a calculus to be had on on every decision. And yeah. it's not an exact math, nope. but like I was going through the DC one and there was a Superman, the lost, or I forget exactly what the title was or whatever. And the pitch of the story was basically Superman's been gone 20 years. He's coming back and he's having a hard time reentering his life as, as Clark Kent and so forth. Cause it's been so long. <laughs> and for me, there was a point where it's another Superman title. I'd have gotten it. But the today me was thinking, you know, I've read another story where Superman and Wonder Woman went off, fought a war for like a thousand years, and he came back, and he was a little different, but, you know, it's like I've I've seen that, that premise before to a further extreme, and it was really well done there, whereas the idea here, you want to tell a story and you're cramming Superman into it. And then I, I noticed who the author was, and I'm like, this author historically has a writing style that just does not work for him. Yeah. And it's not that he's a bad writer. It's just he's he's telling stories in a way that don't work for me. Easy calculus. Exactly. Yeah. There's some people it's like that. So yeah. I, luckily, I've, I've been able to key, key in and cue on some of those writers. And I'm just like, eh, gone, gone. <laughs> well, I mean, as you experience writers, artists, publishers, because sometimes they've got an editorial thing that are, are greenlighting things that are just in your wheelhouse and sometimes things 180 degrees opposed to your wheelhouse. Keep track of that to some degree. Not you gotta keep a spreadsheet or anything, but but make note of it mentally at least, and then you know avoid those that aren't working for you. Lean into those that are, and try to understand what it is about those two extremes. Because there's this huge gray area in the middle, and the more you can kind of narrow that down and get it to where it's like you know, because it's it's everything's gonna come into one of three areas: love it, hate it, don't know. Very true, yeah. And if, if you can whittle down the don't know and, and hopefully build up the love it, and for some people that's easy, for other people, uh, not so much. You know, it's, yeah. It's tough to decide and there's there's no easy answer. Hindsight, I think, would work best. Yes. 
Final question from Comic Freak is, do you ever reread a comic or series for a second time? Rarely, but yes. There are some series that I love so much I have revisited them. Why the Last Man being one of them, I've read it three times, I think. There's been other series which I've read twice for sure that are just, I love it. I've read Hawks Pox twice just because it was so good. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I'll read it again in the future just because I loved it. But it's, it's rare. It is rare. It's something that has to really knock my socks off. House of X, Powers of X would actually be fun to revisit, not as kind of a blow-by-blow, but as just kind of a reread it without taking notes and talk about it after the Age of Krakoa ends, whenever that may be. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm down for that. For me, uh, do I reread comics or series for a second time? Yeah, not as often as I might like. I mean, obviously, I reread comics for like a back-issue spotlight or the book club. Sometimes I'm reading material for the first time for those, but as often as not, it's rereading stuff I've, I've already read. Uh, Legion, like I've talked about for those spotlights, mix of material I've, I've read before, some which I haven't. There will hit a point where it's definitely everything is I've read it before. There are a couple of titles like the New Teen Titans, the back issue spotlights I've done the same yeah. on those. That's at least the third go-round for me on those. Which is awesome. Because yeah. I, I read them, most of them as they were coming out, the first... 15 or 20, maybe not, but then I was getting it off the rack. And then at one point, when it was still the original kind of block before they'd gone into multiple volumes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they'd done the Baxter, whatever. I reread the whole thing, and that was a yeah. you know 150-ish run at something like that. Oh, one warning I have about reading back issue stuff, stuff that you thought you loved, sometimes you reread it, reread it and you've aged and you've changed as a person, mm-hmm. you realize, not very good. Like, I, I loved Spawn when it was coming out <laughs> back in the 90s. I, I tried to reread Spawn. I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> well, I tend to refrain from the good-bad terminology. It, does it click with you or not? Yeah, I think I've matured and I've, I've aged. And that was written for, uh, let's say, I don't know how old I was, 18 or 17-year-old James. You've changed. It's changed. Society has changed. Things that were fun and interesting or innocuous and, you know, unnoticeable back then suddenly become very pronounced in a very bad way sometimes, depending the order society goes in. Yeah. So sometimes it's not, not, not good revisiting those things because you'll be unpleasantly surprised. I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. <laughs> well, and, and some of it comes down to if you're looking to be offended by today's standards on material that was written by people a generation two or three back oh yeah forget it oh yeah and i'm not even talking about offended it's just it doesn't age well you know you read it and i'm like oh this isn't good (laughs) well it's now competing not against what was published say in the 90s yeah everything in the 30 years past that exactly and i'm a different person and that times are different and you go back and you're like oh wow interesting (laughs) well and we had this discussion i think last month or the month before about miracle man Exactly. Yes. And when taking a story that was being told in the 80s, and we're looking at it 40 years hence, it plays differently. It really does. So, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of comics I wish I had the time to reread, I would like to reread, and some of that's what motivates picks for the, the back issue spotlight, certainly. And there's a few that I've got that I haven't read that would be fun to kind of you maybe go do and stuff if I could find copies for co-hosts and what. Yeah. And somewhere around here, I think I've got the hardcover for the Uniques, which is, a, I think, a Teen Titans-ish kind of a story. One or two other things like that. So having a ton of both new reading material and existing material I want to reread, I'm good with that. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay, from Dr. Moe, first question. If you purchased Dark Web, Spider-Man, X-Men crossover, what were your thoughts? Did you have a favorite miniseries or spinoff from that? I have a thought, even though I didn't purchase it. It spilled into my books. <laughs> my thoughts are not good. I am appalled and offended by what has happened to Ben Riley. It's a travesty. A head should roll for that. <laughs> Technically, some of that happened, I think, before the start of Dark Web officially, but certainly the way they've done inside of it compounds it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've just been appalled by it. It, it, it. It's horrible. It's it's bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whoever greenlit the decision to make those changes with Ben Riley, I, I, I disagree with. Yeah, Ch- Chasm, I hope, dies a slow death. Well, it forever taints the character. It really does. The, this is something that they need to fix as soon as possible, and we'll pretend like it never happened. Yeah. Now, for me, yes, I'm reading most of it. I skipped the Venom stuff, skipped the Ms. Marvel stuff. The Dark Web X-Men has been my favorite part of it. Like I said before, I like what they did with the Jean Grey, Madeline Pryor stuff. Yeah. I kind of liked the parallels they were drawing between those two and the Peter and Ben stuff, but given the directions they're going, it's... I almost wish they'd swap the plot lines for the pair of characters. Yeah, I agree. Question two. Will you be purchasing Sins of Sinister, the latest Karen Gillan X-Men crossover? If so, what did you think of the Sins of Sinister one-shot? Well, we spoke about that, and you intrigued me enough to where I have half-type message to Eric in the Slack as we are talking, a reminder to send him, hey, if you have that first issue of Sins of Sinister, I want to read it. I'm not going to get all the little minis, but I did pick up the Omega or whatever it's called, the wrap-up issue at the end. Yeah, definitely get the first one. I, I enjoyed the one-shot that kicked it off. Again, I'm not sure if it's going to land the ending or not, but it did start off kind of strong. Fingers are crossed that it does land the ending. Next question. Initial thoughts about the new Avengers creative team? Assume you're both still counting down the issues until Jason Aaron's run ends. Counting down with bated breath. We're ready. Yeah. Be gone. Yeah, willing to cut down before counting down even. It's like, come on. Yeah. Be gone, Jason Aaron. <laughs> no, but it's Jed McKay, and I can't remember who the artist is. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, I'm not knocked out by the character lineup, but it's Jed McKay. And he usually does well for me, so I'm optimistic about the new run. Me too. I saw the promo art by CF Villa, I think it was. Yeah. Looks solid. Yeah, so I, I, I couldn't remember. That's it. CF Villa, good art, and the writer is a 75-80% of the time I like what he's writing. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I think he can't do any worse, honestly. I, I really don't think he could. Yeah, but I think the problem for me that Jeb McKay is going to have going into this book is after the lengthy Jason Aaron run that just I wasn't overjoyed with, it's got a shorter runway and stuff for me on this one. I'm not going to give it as much forgiveness as I gave the past one. Of course, that was like five years, so not hard yeah. to give it less than that. So if it doesn't work for me, I mean, I think I've got an unbroken Avengers run since like number 178, I think it is. Then again, that, that run ended technically with 402 and then maybe again with 503 a few issues later or whatever. And so the concept of an unbroken run seems increasingly silly and stupid, given how often <laughs> the publishers are breaking those runs into different volumes and titles. The point remains, whatever inertia I have with Avengers, I think Jason Aaron has kind of killed. Yeah. But if Jed McKay, even if it's with a lineup of characters I'm not thrilled with, if he can do good, solid, in one reads, not to say single-issue stories, but something where I come out of everyone satisfied, that's all I ask for. Me too. I, I'm looking for a solid run. I like him as a writer, but I'm with you. After like six to 12 issues, if it's not working for me, I don't have the patience anymore for five years. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we gave this, this current run way too long of a leash. 
We both did. We've been complaining for five years. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to do it differently, I would. Yeah. All right. Fourth and final question from Dr. Mo. Have you thought of a segment name for your manga coverage? Perhaps this month a manga could be a contender? I technically have not committed to doing manga coverage. <laughs> and at this point, given how little manga I read, I fear the name might be... No, I haven't read that. So... <laughs> hey, I read manga, so I'm on board for it. Let's do this. No. Yeah, yeah manga, you, you would definitely have to read more. And it's... it's I don't want to say it's hit or miss, but it kind of is hit or miss. Because you got to kind of buy it and find out if you like it. It's... So bizarre. The titles are weird, weirder than weird. And so you don't know what you're going to get when you go into it. And a lot of times I'm pleasantly surprised. And other times I'm like, what is this? <laughs> now, I am considering that shy manga that was talked about in the yearly comic spotlight. Hey, if you do that, I will find a way to pick it up. If, if we're going to do it, let me know. We can get it from Eric. Okay. We may do that. We may consider that for a back issue spotlight. <laughs> is that in this previews or was that last previews? I thought the first volume had long since come out, but I do not know. I haven't looked at it. Oh, that's right. We did it the Yearly Comic Spotlight. Yearly Comic Spotlight. I, that's where it's from. You know what? If you remember, message uh, Eric on that. It's, right. If he can get two copies, I'm down for it. Because I, I like manga, typically. We'll consider uh, that as a, a potential manga back issue spotlight. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm down. The problem I have is, again, I've got to effectively unread the story, given my, my left-to-right reading you know, momentum. <laughs> yeah. Hard yeah, problem to, to break. Anyways. <laughs> couple of questions from Nick's Picks. He was having difficulty reading the site today. He put this up on the 12th. This is the 14th. I'll address that in a minute. So here's his monthly spotlight questions. Only had access to Lazarus Planet Alpha. Are the hosts reading the event? Given that one premise for the event was new powers and new people, surprised the Alpha issue didn't preview that until the very end with one character. Volcanic eruption was, was only weakening the characters and threatening the power grid. Does this hook either of you if you're a reluctant event reader. You want me to answer that first? Because I'm not reading it. I did not purchase it. I did get the Alpha. I'm getting the Omega. And it, the, what didn't hook me, as I saw it, was a, a collection of anthologies. But, and a lot of the writers did not excite me. So I said, I'm pass. Pass. I'm out. This is why you're smarter than I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm reading all the Lazarus Planet stuff. And I knew this was a, I'll be charitable and say, a calculated risk that sounds a lot better than mistake. I don't like loaded terms like that. Uh, maybe I'm just a slow learner or overly optimistic, but this does seem like another Medigene New Blood attempt to generate new and exciting characters. It's too soon to tell, but so far, I mean, I don't regret getting the issues, but I'm not overly impressed, and I don't know that I'd have missed much if I hadn't gotten them. Yeah. So. I'm finding out these January I don't mini events, that they're, they're, they're like the filler coming out of the holidays. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I'm kind of counting the Lazarus planet as not part and partial of the dawn of the DCU, but sort of. Okay. So, at the very least, it's a wake-up call. Maybe not in a good way for them. At some point, I think once we've gotten, uh, and I don't know what's going to be the right kind of inflection point, but it might be worth taking a look back at the dawn of DC, the Lazarus planet stuff, all the kind of retooling, retrenching they're doing, and is it working or not? Yeah, I agree. You know what? This is really cool. We had this many listener questions. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, we almost got enough questions for two episodes here with what we've recorded. This is I awesome. I am considering breaking this into two. So if you're listening to this on a Friday, I did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that works. I was like, man, we've we, we've been going for two hours. But 
this is really cool. And I, I like the engagement. It makes it fun. Absolutely. I love the engagement. I mean, Comic Freak, Dr. Mo, Nick's Picks, these are, are people who've contributed to the yearly comics spotlight. Dr. Mo and Nick's Picks frequently, if not usually, to the uh, preview spotlight. Again, engagement drives content. I love the engagement. There was one thing about Nick's Picks thing that I do want to address. He was mentioning having problems reaching the site and stuff. I had gotten an email from my hosting company last week that had a, hey, you should think about doing this, that, and the other. And I'm going to phrase it that way versus the making it sound like my site had been hacked or something like that, which it kind of did. But anyways, it was suggesting I, I tighten up security a little bit, which, hey, it's the internet. Smart move. Smart move. I flipped one or two buttons, pushed your switches, flipped you know, push one or two buttons, whatever, and maybe that wasn't the right choice for how I've got things set up, and it, you know, caused some problems. So there was a few days where the website was not working as it should. I think Uh it was only from, like, Thursday through Sunday night, so not that long. I think I've got them all resolved. If you are still having problems, clear your, your browser cache, try it again. There have been a few things as recently as this morning or yesterday, one of the two, that I was having to clean up on some of the podcast aggregators. So for some people, they didn't get the Stargirl episode that went up last Friday or the Legion episode that went up this Monday as we record this, which is, you know, almost a week before it goes up. So I have had to go flip a few bits over on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Pocket Cast is still having some issues. I've been in contact with their tech support because I can't seem to you know, tweak what I need to over there. And first response I got from here's the problem I'm having was a, can you tell us the problem you're having? <laughs> okay. But again, I, I I think I've gotten it resolved. I apologize for the problem. This happens periodically whenever I, you know, kind of get a little in over my head. I'm, I'm a techie person. That's not to say I'm a web person and not to say I'm up on the latest web stuff because I'm not. But yeah, there were some issues and I think I got them hammered away. Awesome. Yeah. I saw people talking about that on the forums and I don't know what I subscribe to because like literally I have this thing called iCast and I don't know where it pulls from. I don't know if it's pulling from Stitcher or whatever, but I got all the episodes. So whatever they're using, it works. If you're pulling from some aggregator and it's having problems, tell me the aggregator. Tell me the last episode you got. Website for the aggregator would be handy because I mean, some of this stuff I set up back when I set up the podcast, I don't know, 2007. Yeah. So 15-ish plus years ago or more. That's a long time. Yeah. And, you know, some of it is, if if you get back to me, if it's still not working, remind me which aggregator, because I had somebody do that today, and I'm like, which were you using? And then I look back in the thread on Slack. Oh, that's the one you're using. Got it. Okay. Because I'm forgetful, and I've got, you know, a day job and all this other thing. It happens. That annoying day job. I know. That annoying day job. (laughs) As as I phrased it, I'm making such great rock star money on the free podcast I provide for everybody that, you know, it allows me to indulge with a, a day job, you know, as a hobby. (laughs) <laughs> I love the cynicism. <laughs> now it's all fun and good, but you know, know. It's, it's one of those things. Every time I mess something up like that, it's like, damn it. <laughs> so again, I think I got it squared away. But the other thing I want to talk about, again, yeah. engagement drives content and stuff, is Thursday night, Friday morning, I was thinking, you know, I was really, you know, for this, this preview spotlight where the deadline is Saturday and Friday morning, that would be like the next day, 24 hours, hence or less. I was really hoping to have a few more clips than just James's here. And thank you for sending yours in before you took your trip and stuff. Appreciated. Now, yeah. in fairness, and I think fairness is woefully overrated, but in fairness, I had not sent out the first reminder. 
Oh, okay. All right. And so I had sent the second one out, or the first one out when the second one should have gone out on that Wednesday. And even I tried to do them on the Tuesdays. That came out on the Wednesday. I, you know, other stuff going on, whatever, whatever. And so a few days later, hadn't gotten anything. So I sent another one out there. So I, I, I hope I didn't like spam anybody by sending one on Wednesday and again on Friday, but I tried to get the tune in. I extended the deadline to Sunday and we had plenty of picks. Uh, Dr. Mo, Nick, Chris, and Patrick sent stuff in, so it was all good. Cool. Still a little shorter episode than usual, and again, a lot of it last minute. Some of that's on me, but in my defense, there was that whole ice storm in Austin. Oh, yeah. I was without power for like two and a half days. Yeah. Oh, no my power, gosh. no internet, and oh yeah, no heat. Ugh. It was freezing out. That's horrible. It was not fun. I am not happy with the whole electrical provider system here. And that's two years in a row. Actually, it was two years ago that was the oh, two uh, years ago. The problem with the generators and such. Yeah, it seems like it just happened. It does. Well, because yeah. for me, it, it did again. Yeah. But two years ago, it was the supply. This time, it was the transmission. And I'm like, what the hell is it going to be two years from now of something? And I'm hoping nothing. Yeah. But that's that's why the, the email didn't go out on, on time. And again, apologize for that. But it, I had been wondering, does this does sending the email really make any difference? And my attitude at the moment is, yeah, probably. Makes a difference. <laughs> so if you want to get on the email list, go to the front page of comicbookpage.com. It's got a, a place to fill in to get the, the monthly reminders. I send them. I say the Wednesday half a week and one and a half weeks before. Usually I try to do it the Tuesday night. And, you know, sometimes I forget. If I do, feel free to remind me. And again, the date for when the next one's going to be, it's the second Saturday. I, I'm going to say always, but I see two months coming up where it won't be because I, I think we're going to have a different plan. I've still got to figure out what that plan is, so we'll talk after we record James on that. But if you've got a question when the date is, look at the, the front of the website. It'll tell you. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you want me to give you a spoiler warning or, or not even a spoiler, an interesting little tidbit? Sure. Our comic retailer is so awesome. I click send on the message saying, hey, do you have that sense of sinister number one? He literally sent me a picture of it in his hand saying, going in, <laughs> going in your box while we're recording. I'm like, this guy's awesome. Thank you, Eric from Cowabunga. That's how I got the Dark Crisis Big Bang. That's how I got that. It was, I, I messaged him and he was like, yep, going in there right now, essentially. I'm messaging him back I'm like, no worries. Just recorded about how cool and awesome you are. <laughs> that is just amazing. I'm sorry. That just happened and it popped up. I was like, Holy mackerel, my, my retailer is the best. You're not always going to get instant feedback like that from from No, Eric, but that's he's, rare. He's on top of things. It's not unusual. It's just not guaranteed. Yeah, it, it, it was Tuesday. And Tuesday nights, he's usually at the comic shop because he's sending off all the packages yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. So it was just perfect timing. Was like He's like, well, I already sent your box out, so it'll be in next box. I'm like, hey, that's, that's cool, man. Whatever. Well, <laughs> it's a far cry from... Stories I've heard of, of other online retailers where it could take weeks to get a response. Yeah. So I was just like so tickled that happened right now while yeah. we're recording. Literally. I'm sorry. Behind the scenes nonsense that I thought maybe our listeners would be interested to hear. No, it's, it's <laughs> cool stuff. And again, you know, I, I like a retailer that when I've got a, hey, can you get me this? Sometimes it's instant. Sometimes he's got to go do a little digging to see if he can get it. And I've got one or two things that as I was going through the latest previews, I'm like, oh, the new installment came out. I don't think I got the previous two, and it's all on me because I didn't order them. So it's like, oh, I need to go let Eric know that. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's awesome. So, But I hope you never lose your power again. I hope you don't have to freeze to death. And if they're giving you grief, you work remote. Come on to sunny Florida. You and I will be pals down here. 
I'll squirrel my comic books away at your house, and my wife quits complaining. <laughs> like there's room here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're gonna move you into a mansion with a warehouse attached to it. <laughs> that is the plan. Yes. It, well, it's funny because I was without power for for two and a half days. I do work remote, and so I'm like on my cell phone. It's like you know, here's what's going. And they were they were very cool about it because of course they'd heard the ice. I, I had told them the ice storm was coming, and you know, like oh, it freezes here all the time because they're in Wisconsin. I'm like here. Not so much. Shuts downtown. Yeah. But, if it yeah. froze here, we we Florida wouldn't know what to do. It, it's never frozen in the power shutdown. We we die. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's bad. <laughs> it was inconvenient the first day. I got a couple of things done. I reorganized one of my bookshelves, that kind of a thing. Second day, it's like it's starting to get a little cold. Fortunately, I had enough uh, power for my cell phone that I could order some hand warmers for that third day, which was nice because it took until about noon to get the power that day, and it was getting wow. damn cold in here. So wow. Were you, did you have enough food? Were you able to like get food to eat around there? Or? Uh, yeah, I was trying to eat mainly out of my pantry because you know I didn't want to be opening the freezer and refrigerator. Granted, it probably would have cooled the stuff off if I had. <laughs> it, it no joke got to under fifty two degrees in my house. That's insane. Yeah, I hope you never have to go through that. I'm sorry, man. But I mean, I'm glad you're okay. I mean, but that that's that's just nuts. Twice that's happened to you. Twice. So yeah. If I ever suddenly drop offline and don't put up an episode when you expect, one, check to see if the feed's still working, go to the website, and two, if I don't get the email out, there might be a good reason. Yeah, yeah. Or I might just be without power. That's true. That's true. It was funny. It took them over 48 hours, I think over 52, to assign a crew to my particular outage, because there were literally like 1,700 across town, and then within two, three hours of it getting assigned, it was fixed. That's nuts. (laughs) Kudos to the work crew. Yeah, very cool. But at this point, listeners will probably know this by now, this is probably going to be its own episode for the questions. I don't know, maybe even the other section, we'll find out. So I'll, I'll break it in two and we'll figure that out. That's awesome. Anything else? No, that does it for me. Cool. The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.